KPBC. I'm actually recording from my studio here in Kent. Let's get some administrative things out of the way first. Um, I'm going to be, during the course of this show, I'm going to be trying something new, all right? And what it is is, well, you're, you're going to hear the show like normal. But I, behind the scenes, I'm trying something new. And if this works, then remember when I told you, well, I don't know if I told you. I may have told you. I may not have. But I put my show, I published this show on Apple Podcasts. Now, here's the thing about Blog Talk Radio. And anybody who's, if you use Blog Talk Radio, if you're, if you're a host on Blog Talk Radio, you know this. And even if you're a listener, you know this, that the sound quality, when you play back on Blog Talk Radio, the sound quality isn't all that. And hang on, let me make some adjustments here, and I'll continue. But we know that Blog Talk Radio, the sound quality isn't all that. I'm not sure why. It's probably, it's, it's probably it's Blog Talk Radio shtick, and that's fine. But if you're going to do something on Apple Podcasts, you can't have second-rate audio quality. So what I did was I decided to fuse a couple of things, attempt to fuse a couple of things. And this one is experimental. So this show is going to go up on Apple Podcasts like normal. But the the next show, if this works, um, the next show isn't going to be, and all subsequent shows from Blog Talk Radio aren't going to be published to Apple Podcasts. It's going to be something else. And what that is, I'll let you know in due time. But if this works, then it's going to be a, it's going to be a real good thing, especially for me and especially for Apple Podcasts. So that's that. Um, so that's the administrative thing I kind of want to get out of the way. The show also the show's still in kind of in the state of flux. So um, when when I nail down, when I get to nail down, because right now my life is kind of in the state of flux, but when I get to nail something routine down, then I'll let you know a more permanent set schedule for this show. And I understand, yeah, Saturdays, but Saturdays may not always be available. So just keep that in mind. Now, on to the show. For today's show, what I want to do is I want to go into the history because, again, I don't like starting stories in the middle. I just don't. I like starting in the beginning or where I think the beginning is. So what I'm going to do in today's show is because modern dating, dating nowadays in 2023 is all wrap, it's, it's wrap up. I'm just, just going to tell you right, that right now. It is all just, it's all chewed to the wire. And there's many reasons for that. But I want to go back because there's something happened historically with a certain company. And if you read my show notes, you see where I'm going with this. But there's there's just something that, there's something that happened. And this company through a monkey wrench in the entire dating program, dating and relationship program. I don't think, no, they meant, I'm not, no, I'm not going to speculate. I'm not going to speculate. I'm not going to speculate. I am not going to say that they knew what they were doing. I think they just wanted to make some money because they knew what they, they knew what they had and they wanted to make some money. And I don't think that when they launched the campaign, the advertisement campaign that they launched, they didn't have the foresight think of what down the road this might cost. And I understand it. There's a certain things that you just don't think about when you watch these. I mean, you can think things from A to Z. 
something will always slip through the cracks. And But this time, the thing that slipped through the cracks, I'm going to get to that, what slipped through the cracks is what destroyed modern dating in 2023, for the, even for the last few decades, it destroyed dating. So, again, this is one of those things where they, their lack of – I wouldn't want to say their lack. Again, you can, say, you can think of things A through Z. There's always going to be something to fall through the cracks. It just happens that one thing that they didn't – the one thing that they didn't think about and that fell through the cracks is what destroyed modern dating and why modern dating is so true to the wire now. So I'm going to talk about that. Um, I'm going to talk about a few other things, too. Um, I, I, made a face, I made a post on my Facebook page. And the post it gained it didn't get a lot of traction like my um like the traction like the post that I made about um women and not being able to make a home and men passing them up. That gained a lot of traction. Also my thing about the cat lady and I'll probably talk about that a little too, the cat lady, because that gained a lot of traction, but only because a lot of people don't understand what a cat lady is, what what being a cat lady entails. So I'll talk about that too, because a lot of people came to my posts and they were mistaking what I said. But I'm gonna get to that. But first um I didn't I normally don't talk about drama that happens on YouTube. Why? Because I'm not a YouTuber. I've never been a YouTuber. I had a couple of videos on YouTube, but I've never been a YouTuber. There's a difference. There's a difference between posting a video every now and then to YouTube and then being a YouTuber. YouTubers, they do this for a living. This is their career. They make millions of dollars doing this. The big ones make millions of dollars doing this. Um, the mid-cap ones, even the mid-cap ones will make like 100 grand, 200 grand a year doing this. The small-cap ones, yeah, I mean, they can make average salary doing this um me i had a regular job so i didn't feel the need to be a youtuber like that but um i don't get any i don't get into a whole lot of things that happen on youtube a whole lot of drama i just i just keep myself away from social media drama as it were especially on platforms when things happen between platformers or people on these social medias but the whole Sniper Wolf issue, Sniper Wolf versus Jax Films, and I'm not going to go into what happened. If you, There are tons and tons and tons of videos that cover what happened between Sniper Wolf and Jax Films. Um, but it's indicative of the larger problem with society and the larger problem with um, large corporations, all right, especially ones that Oh well, no, all corporations look out for their bottom line. So here's the thing. Yeah. I got Apple Shirley today again. And I'm gonna take a sip. Oh, that's good. Now the the cyberwolf issue, right? It's indicative of a lot of things that's wrong with society. And it's indicative of um it's indicative of What's wrong with people's mentalities? It's wrong with it's indicative of what's wrong with a lot of corporate mentality, and it's indicative of what's wrong with um, interpersonal relationships nowadays. Because, and this is another thing that I'm going to speak to when I get into the whole De Beers thing. And then, if you know, if you follow the show, you notice I just posted another show for two weeks from now, and it's going to it's going to go into uh, full royalty, fake royalty. I'm going to hit the subject hard in that show because 
people are walking around. There's a reason why people are walking around thinking that they're fake royalty, and it goes all uh, it all goes back to. Well, that's going to go back to the Cheesecake Factory thing because the lady in that video, the lady who made that video, swore up and now she was royalty. And again, Sniper Wolf, she doesn't – it's not that she swears up and now she's royalty. I'm not saying that. But Sniper Wolf's thing is what's wrong – is indicative of what's wrong with a lot of women on social media. I listened to um, – who is that? Better Bachelor, I think, is on YouTube. Uh, if you're on YouTube, follow, and you're somewhere in the manosphere, you worry about men's issues, follow Better Bachelor. Um, listen to his listen to his videos because he has a lot of insight, insightful videos. And um, I'll probably talk about that on a separate podcast off off of um, Blog Talk Radio. I'm going to record another one for SoundCloud, and I'm going to talk about. Um, how, how people are going wrong with some of these videos that they're making that Jax Films had actually put out that Sniper Wolf didn't like. So I'm going to talk about that. But um, going back to Better Bachelor, um, he has a lot of uh, he has a lot of insight on what's wrong with you know people with this mentality. Anyway, what I wanted to say was um, when you talk about modern women nowadays. Modern women have this problem, and it's in, it's it's rampant among the women, modern women on places like YouTube and TikTok and Facebook and Twitter, and they call it X now, and all these other social media platforms where women won't think they can make it big. It's really rampant, well, <laughs> other places, but um, set life and things like that, but. Again, where women think they can get attention, and I hear I hear about something called OnlyFans. I don't know. I I haven't been there, so I I have literally have no clue what OnlyFans is. But um, the Whatever podcast has a lot of women from OnlyFans, and from what I'm gathering, OnlyFans is some kind of I don't know if it's some kind of porn site or some kind of cam site. I don't know, but. Um, from what I see on the Whatever podcast, and if you really want some engaging content, see check out the Whatever podcast on YouTube because that that's some good stuff. But um, again, from what I see on the Whatever podcast, the issue is rampant. Okay, so again, I'm not saying this is all women because there are a lot of women that are on social media that just have accounts and they post their thoughts and whatever. But I'm talking about the ones who are stuck in this thing where they think they're, they think they're the greatest thing ever because they get so much attention. And this goes back to my very first modern dating podcast on this platform. Um, Simpson Pander, where I talk about Sims clowns and Pander bears, these men give them so much attention and it's, Again, I'm going to talk about this later on in this show. But men give them so much attention that it inflates their ego, and understandably so, right? Because people are social. People are gregarious animals. A human being is a gregarious animal. They're social. So the more attention they get, the better they feel. The problem is that when you give them too much attention, it inflates their ego, and sometimes their ego gets out of control. This is what happened with Sniper Wolf. Sniper Wolf was one of the penguins in the flock. Really, there was really nothing special about her. Uh, she looked like she was average. She had average looks. Um, and again, little, her body is just a little thinner. She's thinner than most. She was 5'4", 100 pounds. So she's thinner than most. And 
But again, when you look at her other features, the long hair, um, the long hair, the beaver teeth, um, thin lips. So you understand that this this woman, aside from being thinner than most women, because the average woman is five foot four, weighs 170, 170 pounds. That means their BMI is 29. And if anybody knows what anything about BMI, you understand that 29 is over, overweight, borderline obese. That's the average woman nowadays. So again, she was she's skinny at being five four, one hundred pounds. She's seventy pounds lighter than the average woman, so she she was thin. Um, she slathers on makeup when she does her videos, which a lot of women do. I've I I can't say I've yet to see a woman that doesn't slather on makeup to do YouTube videos and stuff or TikTok videos or anything like that. But they're few and far between that don't. So there's that, right? So she does all this, and she gets on. She gets on a video. She does react videos where she doesn't react. Now, uh, again, I'm not going to go into the whole particulars on that. There are plenty of videos that cover that. The problem is this, and again, it's indicative of what goes on with um, social media platforms. On a, on a larger scale, with corporations on a larger scale, particularly professional sports, okay? And then the problem is it impacts the, the problem impacts the dating scene as well. The problem is this. Corporations protect their cash cow. And this is where, this is where YouTube went wrong. YouTube protected... YouTube protected um, Sniper Wolf. The reason why YouTube protected Sniper Wolf is because Sniper Wolf's a partner. Sniper Wolf has 30-something million uh, followers, and she gets millions of views a day. She makes she makes six to seven figures a year on because of all the people that view her videos. Her videos, there's really nothing special about her videos. As a, as a matter of fact, as Jack Films laid out time and time and time and time again, um, Sniper Wolf would steal people's videos without crediting them upload it, use it as her own, and not even really do the react that she promises that she's going to do in these videos. And a lot of times, the title of the video doesn't even match the content that's in the video. That's how bad it gets. So we have a person who is um, who's sociopathic at worst, right? Now, she doesn't understand, for whatever reason, that taking people's videos without crediting them um, and using them on her as on her own videos is wrong. She doesn't understand this. Either she doesn't understand this, which makes her a psych makes her a psychopath at worst, or she understands this as she doesn't give a damn, which makes her a sociopath at worst, right? Now, there's this whole thing about her and the ten year old girl who wanted to meet Sniper Wolf because the ten year old girl she had she was dying of cancer and Sniper Wolf was her favorite YouTuber and she wanted to meet her. And Sniper Wolf blew her off, blew her off, blew her off, blew her off, and the ten year old girl died without ever having met her. And there, again, she failed to take account. She failed to take responsibility for that, which is again is indicative of what's going on with a lot of modern women. They don't like to take accountability for anything. So you have this sociopathic slash or and or psychopathic person who who is egotistical and self-centered, narcissistic, self-centered. Um, she gets she hates any kind of criticism. She can't stand criticism. So when um, what's his name? The guy. It's a guy. There's a guy with a hood. Um, he wears he wears a hoodie. 
And he called, he was the first one to really call out Sniper Wolf on her BS. Sniper Wolf got so offended that he dared call her out. Remember, we're dealing with a sociopathic narcissist. Um, when, when he called her out on some of the things she was doing, she literally tried to have him, have him blocked and banned for, just for criticizing her. And when that didn't work, years later, she went back to him. Enigma, I think, was it something Enigma. Uh, Enigma Hood. I think that was his name, Enigma Hood. She went back and tried to accuse Enigma Hood falsely of being a sex offender. This is what this person does. This is what Cypher Wolf does. Um, then when Jack's Films comes along and starts criticizing her content, first she accuses him of, of harassment because of the number of videos, and I'm going to get into this in a little bit. Um, but she ended up going to Jack's Films house unannounced, talking about how she wants to talk. Again, this is indicative of a problem of the problem with a lot of modern women because a lot of modern women, like I found out when I posted my um, thoughts about women who don't know who don't know how to build a home because they they're out chasing degrees and being in a job and so they can't learn how to build a home because it can't be in two places at once. Um, and a lot of women who call themselves conservative were butthurt that I dared say that because, again, we have a lot of modern women, conservative, liberal, whatever. There's still modern women who still go out and chase these degrees and have this job, and they, they're advanced so far in their career. Now they're single. They don't know how to build a home. They're wondering why men are passing them. And I even had a conversation with an ex-friend of mine. No, she's still a friend. She's not an ex-friend. She's still a friend of mine. Trust me, get with it. I had a conversation with somebody who I've known for a long time. She's a friend of mine. All right? I worked with her a long, long, long time ago. That's how we met. And she made the comment that, no, it's not the men pass her because she passes a lot of she passes a lot of men up. Okay, cool. Are they men that you are they men that you actually would see yourself with? She's like, no. Oh, then there are a lot of then there are a lot of f boys, right? Right. That's my point. When you when you throw out that vibe and that energy, like I said in a previous show, when you throw out that vibe and that energy, you're going to attract the the opposite of what you throw out. And a lot of times, when you're in your masculine, like she was, and she's looking out for somebody, she's going to attract the opposite. She was a female in her masculine who were attracting men in their feminine, and that's not what she wanted. She wanted to she wants to protect her provider. But no protector and provider would go for her and for, for reasons why I laid out in a previous show. So, again, this is what indicative of what's going on with Sniper Wolf. Sniper Wolf's problem is that, again, sociopathic, she's narcissistic, she's self-centered. Um, and all of the attention that she gets from YouTube protecting her, from all of her fans, from people who watch her videos and comment and say how beautiful she is and how how her how fantastic her videos are, even though they're not. There's really nothing special about her videos, but she keeps saying they keep telling her this, and they fluff her head up. And again, like I said in a previous video, like I said in a previous show, when you do this to women, this is why I implored these simps and panda bears to get out of women's DMs. Is because when you do, when you're in their DMs like that. Um, these women, they, they get their head inflated to the point where they think they're walking around thinking that there's some kind of, that there's some kind of uber prize to be won. 
And remember, when women, now that women outnumber men, and again, in the United States, it's uh, it's like 50.4 to 49.6 or something like that. But women still outnumber men. That means men have all, men hold all the cards in the relationship. Women are walking around thinking that they're the price to be one, and they're not. Why? Because they're walking around with these inflated egos from people who are doing all of this for them, right? So now they're walking around thinking that they deserve this, they deserve that, which I'm going to touch in in the show in a couple of weeks called Full Royalty. Um, they are they're walking around thinking that there's something special when they're not. The majority of women are nothing special because they're just penguins in the flock. Now, again, that's why I said, that's why I posted a subsequent post on my Facebook and said, men, remember, you're the minority. Women need to be chasing you. Now, a lot of older school women that are single aren't into chasing men. Okay, I get it. You're not into chasing men. Happy singlehood, you know, because if you don't chase men, you're just not going to get one. That's just it. Men are going to, um, if, when you're as old as the one woman was who made that comment to me, um, men just aren't going to look at her as any sort of catch because, A, she's way, she was way past her prime, and then, B, um, well, A, she's way past her prime. B, she's a modern woman, so really no real homemaking skills. And C, there's really no chance of ever having kids with this woman, which is what a lot of protective provider men want. I'm not going to say all of them, but a lot of them do. Um, and if you do, feel free to call me. But um, women, when they're young and they're like this, they're – they're setting themselves up for failure because if they don't get out of this narcissistic mentality, um, then they're going to draw weak men who they don't want. Well, no, maybe they don't want weak. They want weak men because they can manipulate and control weak men like Sausage was, right? Um, and I'm not going to get into the relationship between her and Sausage. I mean, I get it. Sausage was lower married for a time, and they ran the business together. And Sausage, because Sausage was such a pussy with beta male, that he ended up he ended up doing most of the work and still split the business fifty fifty. So there's that. And I'm not gonna touch I'm not gonna touch that thing right right now in this show because that's a whole separate issue. But um again, this only contributed to the problem. And the problem reached its peak when she when because let's face it criticizing sniper wolf is pushing her berserk button so when you criticize sniper wolf and she goes berserk because again somebody who's a sociopathic narcissistic um egotist like she was can't take criticism so when you criticize her it sets her off. When you criticize her over and over and over and over and over, like Jack, like uh, Jack's films did, it sent her to the moon, and she ended up literally going to Jack's films house unannounced. We tried to, I guess, work it out in quotes, but um, Jack's films wasn't having it, and there's this whole there, now there's this whole thing going on. And again, this is a problem with. So the problem here is multifold. Number one. This is indicative of modern this is indicative of modern women where again we have these women on social media and these women there's women on TikTok and and uh YouTube and all these other platforms and they walk around thinking they're all that because like um 
And again, like I was going to say with Better Bachelor, because he said something that was very, very apt, he said, and I was going to go to that, but I it, it slipped my mind. He said that women walk around being stars of their own movies. And it's absolutely true. Women like being walking around being the, the stars of their own movies. That's why they make these, that's why they create these dramas, like the Cheesecake Factory Woman and Sniper Wolf, and the list goes on and on. They like being the stars of their own movies, and this is what social media is, and this is what the simps and panda bears and clowns on social media who fluff these women up. This is what they're contributing to, women liking to be the stars of their own movies. And again, you can go to TikTok and just see the Congo line of women that are making fools of themselves for likes and reposts and things like that. Because they like being the stars of their own show, their own movie that a lot of people watch. So that's one. Number two, poses the rut in in certain of these companies because YouTube sacrificed, and again, communist site ran by the far left, understood. But whatever credibility they had left is now gone because now they're protecting their golden goose, which is Sniper Wolf. Even though Sniper Wolf has a criminal record, she is on she's on the record as having having armed robbed somebody. She's on the record for domestic violence, and now she has an episode of stalking. This episode, actually, it's not stalking. I can't say it's stalking. Um, that's the wrong thing to say. Doxing could be, could be. But she showed up at somebody's house unannounced, and that's a bad look, even if she did, even if she keep it off of YouTube and she put it on Instagram. Instagram should actually do something about that. But they're not because, again, Sniper Wolf is a cash cow for it. She's a golden goose for Instagram as well, for Meta as well, uh, because she has, a high, um, she has a high engagement. She has a super high engagement on Instagram and Facebook. So Meta loves her, and Meta is going to protect her. YouTube's going to protect her because she makes them a lot of money. So, you know, they're they're grifting they're grifting the money off of her. So of course they're going to protect her. Now, um, they're losing their credibility by doing this because they're protecting somebody who doesn't deserve protection. But because she's making them a lot of money, she's going to protect them. And why why I why I threw major uh, professional sports into that in the beginning, like I did in the beginning of the show, is because professional sports does the same thing. They protect their star athletes at the expense of their non-star athletes because every team has one, maybe two star athletes on the entire roster. Everybody else is in a supporting role. They protect, professional sports protect these star athletes. This is why you have, um, this is why you have people like Odell Beckham Jr. who shoots himself in the leg and is still playing. You have people like, um, uh, who is a a basketball player that was caught waving a gun? And he was waving a gun on video, and he's still playing basketball. So you have all these star players that's doing crazy things, and the lesser players, if they did the same thing, they would be cut from the roster almost immediately, right? So it's a, it's a problem with it's a problem with corporations. I know I I just went through it with my last job, where um, the person that and I'm not going to get I'm, gonna, I'm not going to get into it. But the person who they put on the pedestal, they, she quit and blamed me for it. And then I got the can because she blamed me for the reason why she quit. And they got mad at me because she quit. And that was supposed to have been her, that was supposed to have been her superstar. But, you know, it is what it is. And maybe one of, these, one of these days I'll tell you exactly what happened. But suffice it to say that that's just a summarized version. 
it's a it's a thing that goes on with corporations where they pretend where they protect their they have to protect the greatest asset to at the expense of their own credibility and their own morals. So that's that. And then but how does it touch the dating world? Well, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take a break. And when I come back, um I'm going to tell you how it touches the dating world. And why it touches the why it touches the dating world. I'm going to go historically, and we're going to go. We're going to hit one of the biggest um, one of the biggest diamond peddlers ever, and I'll tell you why. So let's take a break, and um, let's see. Okay, so let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll get into that. You're listening to ABC's Modern Dating Show. Hey, let's take a minute and meet Clark Kent, our Superman. Chief, believe me, you're in for a treat just as soon as Jimmy gets back here. Great Caesar's ghost, what's holding him up? You know I can't work without a good breakfast. Chief, Jimmy's bringing a box of Kellogg's sugar smacks. All the more reason for hurrying. Confounded, that boy knows I like those new sugar smacks. And he knows I do, too. And that's a cinch. Well, here I am. Young man, if you spill those new sugar smacks, you're fired. Golly, Chief, I hadn't opened up the box yet. But I'm going to now. Well, I guess we all agree on sugar smacks. Right. Folks, don't wait. Get Kellogg's new sugar smacks. They're better than ever. Puffs of wheat, sugar toasted, and candy sweet. You bet. Just get Kellogg's sugar smacks, brand new. A Northwest Mountie, and he's been trailing this desperate character for three years. And I'm tired. Well, it's him or me. Uh-oh. He's got an aching head, an upset stomach, and an empty gun. What you need is some Alka-Seltzer. You know what they always say. Yeah, a Mountie always gets his man. Oh, no. I mean about Alka-Seltzer. Relief is just a swallow away. Well... That relief-giving Alka-Seltzer. For that headache and upset feeling, take Alka-Seltzer. Relief is just a swallow away. Hi, kids. Look at some delicious magic with the extra-good chocolate-flavored syrup, Bosco. Now watch. Take ice cream, spoon on extra-rich, extra-thick, extra-chocolatey Bosco syrup. There's the best chocolate flavor you ever tasted. More Bosco magic. Cake, ice cream, topped with extra thick, extra chocolatey Bosco syrup. Try it. Bosco also makes milk chocolatey delicious. Tell mom to get Bosco chocolate flavored syrup for you. Sing out. I love Bosco. It's rich in chocolatey. Chocolate flavored Bosco is mighty good for me. Mama puts it in my milk for extra energy. Bosco gives me iron and sunshine vitamin D. Oh, I love Bosco. That's the drink for me. I'm a spaceman. The moon and sun and all the stars are great big to pops. 
shortening discovery for better baking and frying. It's Procter & Gamble's Golden Fluffo, the first all-new shortening in 40 years. It's rich. Its color is golden yellow. And what a pie it makes. Richer looking, better tasting, more appetizing. But let's hear what Mrs. Thelma Syra, Indiana State Fair baking champion, had to say about Fluffo. I love Fluffo. It makes such a golden brown pie. Oh, man, that's some apple pie. Well, Mr. Wallace, that's a prettier pie than I ever baked with plain white shortening. And look how flaky it is. This yellow Fluffo is such a short shortening. Makes pie crust so rich. Like cooking champions, get richer looking, better tasting, more appetizing results in everything you bake or fry. Get golden Fluffo. Yoo-hoo-hoo, I've got a Swiss cream sandwich for you. Crisp golden cookies and in between an extra thick. It's my pick. Filling of cream. Dessert time. Tea time. Don't miss Swiss. As the man around here, you can quote me on this. Yoo-hoo-hoo, yoo-hoo. It's Swiss cream sandwich for you, you, and you, a truly different cream sandwich. Swiss cream sandwich baked by Nabisco. The luscious, creamy fillings in a class by itself. No other like it. And these tempting vanilla cookies are so light they melt in your mouth. You, you, it's Swiss cream sandwich for you, you, and you, Swiss cream sandwich. Hey, it's time for my favorite dance team, so let's look. Ah, a box of matches and a pack of old gold cigarettes. That's all you need, my friend. And you're enjoying the smoothest, mildest, tastiest cigarette ever created. A treat instead of a treatment. That's old gold cigarettes. Made by tobacco men, not medicine men. To give you the cigarette that treats you better in every way. Because in every way, it's a better cigarette. Good, huh? Yes, for a treat instead of a treatment. Get a pack or get a carton of old gold cigarettes. Right now, this is Dennis James reminding you to keep smoking old gold cigarettes. Thanks. Attention. To help carry on our important work, I want you to join the secret squadron and wear this official badge and have this secret decoder. 
Following each week's adventure, I'll send an important secret message, and only secret squadron members who have decoders can decode them. Also, later I'll tell you the simple rules for joining the secret squadron, but you must promise to do as I do. Keep yourself healthy and mentally alert. And drink Ovaltine every day. It's the official drink of the Secret Squadron. We Secret Squadron members know chocolate-flavored Ovaltine helps give us what we need for rocket power. Yes, just as a rocket adds thrust during takeoff, Ovaltine can add the kind of nourishment so important for rocket power. We drink Ovaltine hot for breakfast. Mmm, good, too. And cold for lunch and between meal snacks. And hot again at bedtime to help keep us revved up with rocket power. Believe me, Ovaltine's got what it takes to help you be a leader in your gang. So drink instant Ovaltine every day. The Gemini Space Flights. are long. The training is hard, like this spacewalk practice. But the astronauts do some things you do. In space, they drank tang. They mixed it like this in a zero-g pouch, because with no gravity, it would fly all over. You don't have that problem. You can mix it in a glass. Up there, they have to drink it carefully, this way. You can drink it any way you like. Tang tastes orangey. Tastes great. Has lots of vitamins C and A. Tang, chosen for the Gemini astronauts. Have a blast. Have some Tang. This man just showered with a new kind of soap. New Life Boy Mint Refresher. A soap so loaded with mint, so tangy, so frosty, it drives wives wicked. Every bar of new Life Boy Mint Refresher contains the essence of 125 mint leaves. Soap has never smelled this good before, and neither have you. New Life Boy Mint Refresher drives wives wicked. talking about the bigger problems uh, with the data community as far as Sniper Wolf is concerned. Well, what does, that, what does Sniper Wolf have to do? Because I'm not trying to date Sniper Wolf, right? Is what you might be thinking. Um, and I get that. You know, you might not know Sniper Wolf. might not be trying to date Sniper Wolf. But the problem is still there. Why? Because this is indicative of how a lot of modern women think. And when you're in that dating pool and you have to navigate that minefield with, of women who sneak that way, then you got to learn how to recognize the you got to learn how to recognize red flags off the bat right out of the gate right because you don't what the one thing you don't want is a second date with somebody who is this way you need to you know you may not even want a first date with somebody who is this way and um if you can learn to spot the red flags before you even get to the first date then you as a man will be better for it now um women i'm going to 
women, if, if you're looking to date and you're looking for, you know, the man you're looking for, but that I'm going down that road in a little bit. All right. I'm not this first few shows in this series is not going to be for you. It's going to be for the men. I'll go down. I'll go down that. I'll go down that Avenue when I get there. But right now I'm talking to the men and how and men dating because men are having a problem, harder time dating than women. I get it. The older you get the, um, the role flip as far as dating is concerned. It gets easier for men and it gets harder harder for women as you get older. But again, um, just as a general thing, men, you want to shy away from women that are this way. Um, first of all, if she's big on, if she has any kind of action on social media, that should be an automatic red flag. Why? Because there are things you have to do as a woman to gain traction on social media. Otherwise, you're just another penguin in the flock. So you have to do something that you have to do something, and you have to do something consistently, or else you won't keep that following. You can get the following, but you won't keep it. Where you keep the following is that you have to keep doing things that stand you out from the pack in order to get the following. So a lot of times women debase themselves for this following, and in order to keep the following, they have to keep debasing themselves. So they're okay with, with debasing themselves over and over and over and over and over again. Men, is that something that you really see yourself dating? Now, I get it. If it's a hit it and quit it, okay, probably. If it's an NSA thing going on, then, okay, it goes out the window, right? Just as long as it's hit it and quit it and be done. But if you're if you're literally looking for something long term, somebody you can settle down with, and don't think that somebody who debases themselves on a consistent basis should be high on your list of cool things that you're looking for in a dating partner. So again, if they're if they have any kind of traction on social media, then you probably are going to want to shy away from that. Um, that's that. That's one. Uh, two, if they're older and still out partying and things like that, then again, that's kind of a red flag because women, when they get older, they should be one of two places, either furthering their careers or um, or already in a family, especially when they're like 30, 35 years old. Um, the women who aren't in a family should be working, not just shouldn't say should be working, but a woman that I'll say I would go out and say that a woman that's worth her salt is either when she's 35 is not in the clubs. She's either with a family. She already has a family already and she's off the market or she's somewhere in a career, but not too entrenched in the career that she doesn't, she doesn't let things go by the wayside. Now I get it. Um, I said in my first podcast that, for women, it's either career or family, and never the two shall fuse. And that's, I, I still believe that wholeheartedly. But, you know, maturity is everything. So, again, a woman that's a woman that, yeah, she has a job. She's older, she has a job, but she's not in that masculine. That's probably what you want to look for. But somebody who's um, somebody who's in her masculine because she's chasing she chased the degrees and now she's chasing the corporate ladder. That's kind of a that's kind of another red flag. Um, Sniper Wolf had debased herself many 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 times to get to the top of YouTube to scale that YouTube mountain, and 
this is indicative of what modern women will do, um, especially if it's on social media, especially if they want to gain any traction, especially if they want to get to the top. They got it. They have to debase them. You have to debase yourself. It's not like a man who can put up a how-to video, and you know he'll reach the top just by putting up how-to videos, and he doesn't need a lot of makeup because he's a man. All he has to do is just teach something really good and really thoroughly, and he'll make it to the top of YouTube. Or on his uh, on his social or political commentary, there's a lot of people who who reached the top, like Ben Shapiro, like Dan Bongino. They have they got to the top by being knowledgeable in their respective fields. And other fields being political punditry, but the point still stands. They are where they are, not because they debase themselves over and over again, but because they're so good at political punditry that people are climbing climbing over themselves, climbing over themselves and each other to hear what they have to say. Mark Levin is the same way. You don't find too many people, too many women that are that way. Megan Kelly is one, yes. Um, Candace Owens, yeah, marginal. She hasn't she hasn't hit that stride yet. Um, but again, um, what's her name? Uh, the, the 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 Wheeler. Wheeler, she was almost there. Um, Tony Laren, almost there. But again, people who people who reach their uh, people who reach the top, more men reach the top by um, putting out engaging content and not debasing themselves are more plentiful on these platforms than women that do so. The women that do so generally do so because they've done something to debase themselves. Now, again, this ain't all women. This is, it's just, it's just, it's an observation. Um, Cause again, there are women who made it to the top. Like I said, Megan Kelly's one of them. And there's, no, there's a few others. Um, but again, when you're talking about reaching the pinnacle, I mean like partnership with YouTube, there aren't too many women up there who didn't do it by uh, by not debasing themselves. Most women did. So again, that's that red. There are those red flags right there. Um, also, if they blow off serious responsibilities, a sniper wolf blew off um, a dying child who actually died without ever having met her because um, sniper wolf was all in all in her own. So there's that. Um, again, I'm not going to get too much into what happened there with Sniper Wolf, but I just wanted to I just wanted to put that out there because, again, what happened with Sniper Wolf? That's not it's not an anomaly. It is something that is indicative of the larger problem in society as far as socially, um, even politically, because again, Sniper Wolf has this thing about alleging sexism where sexism is not, and um, because of it. It, it just adds legitimacy to the men's rights movement's criticisms of feminism. And so there's that. So, again, the sniper wolf thing is not a bubbling to itself. Don't get that twisted. It's a larger, it's indicative of a larger issue in society. Now, going back to no, the number two thing, and then I'll end this with the lecture under beers. Now, I... I went on on Facebook and I made, I actually it was a repost and let me get to it real quick. Um, it was a repost. And when I get to it, I'll let you, I'll read it to you. Let me let it load up because my computer is acting a little bit slow today. Um, and let me scroll down to it because again, okay. So here it is. And it says, 
If a man grew up seeing his mom work and take care of the house with or without father present, he's going to expect that out of his significant other unless he recognized how toxic that was and that she deserved better. And I read this, and I found this really fascinating that that this would even that this would be a thing, but only because um, only because there is just so much going on with this post, right? There's just so many dynamics at play in this post, and I'm like, well, if you pick it up, if you pick it apart piece by piece, um, the rabbit hole just goes really, really deep, right? So I started picking it apart. If a man grew up seeing his mom work and take care of the house with or without father present. Now, right in that one line, there are two things going on. Um, number one, a man, a man grows up seeing his mom work and take care of the house with his father present, right? That means that there's one of two things going on there. One, um, one the father is present but at work, which means the mom is at home taking care of the house, right? If so be the case, I'm going to get, get into this in next week when I get into a show entitled Tell Me About Your Parents. If so be the case, then you generally have a well-adjusted guy growing up in that environment because he understands that the masculine is the provider protector and the feminine is the uh, is the caretaker though domestic so those those energies are those energies for a reason yin and yang are yin and yang for a reason so you have you generally have a well-adjusted guy so i don't understand how um how that's toxic right like it says in the second half of the thing now if he grows up seeing his mom work and taking care of the house without the father present right absentee fatherism is a problem yes but taking into account that 85% of divorces are initiated by women, then you, the toxic environment is set up by the woman. And she has doomed herself by divorcing this man. She's doomed herself to a life where she has to work. She has to, um, she has to work. She has to take care of the house. And she has to raise the kid in this environment. She, she, does, this her, she does this herself. So, when you say unless you recognize how toxic that was, he's not going to recognize how toxic that was because the woman doesn't understand how toxic it is because she's the one who set up the situation. So he, you understand, right? Um, and now it says he's going to expect that out of his significant other. Well, if he's the protector provider, like he grew up with the man in the house who was a protected who was a protected provider, and the woman who was the domestic person, even if whether regardless of if she has a job or not, chances are she has a protective provider. She can have a job just like a little part time job where she could dedicate more time to being at home. If there's two incomes in that's not that's not really environment to raise kids. So when they say that if man grew up seeing his mom work and take care of the house with the father present, you have to automatically assume that um have to automatically assume that the mother is not working forty hours. The mother has not chased the degree the, the degree is not has not working forty hours because if she was, then there wouldn't be kids in that situation. Right? Now again, I'm not saying that's the absolute truth. I'm just saying that generally speaking that's the situation, right? Now, 
taking care of without the father present. He's going to expect out of his significant other. So if he does, then cool. If he's that well-adjusted guy, then he understands that he's providing and protecting for somebody who should be building the home. So we should expect that out of his woman. Now, if he's if he grew up without the father present, and now he's in his feminine energy, and he's still expecting his woman to work and take care of the house, then that's your typical f boy, right? That's your that's your typical that's your typical loser, typical slug, your the scrub that TLC talks talks about. That's that person, and that person ends up having babies with more women than any other men and men in the group. Why is that? I already explained it. It's because so many women nowadays are in their masculine, they're women in their masculine, and these are the kinds of of men that these women draw. So when I talked to my friend that day on Facebook and she told me that this is the type of guy she she um this is the type of guy she attracts and she has to reject them all which is why she told me that, oh, men don't, uh, men don't reject me. I reject them. And we're like, well, do you, what kind of men are they? Are they men that you want? No. Well, then this is, this, is, this is it. And now you understand why. So I'm not discrediting thoroughly this post. I'm just saying that there is just so much going on here that um, there's just so much going on here with this post. And this is what I, this is what I said when I, um, this is what I said when I, posted it. I'm like, there are so many dynamics that play in this one post that when you start to break it down, the rabbit hole goes deeper and deeper. And I'll talk about it on the show. And this is what I'm doing. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a break. And when I come back, um, we're going to get into, we're going to get into how the beers just completely wrecked the dating, uh, the dating, modern dating, they, they wreck modern dating. So we're going to do that. And uh, yeah, when I come back, we'll get into that. You're listening to ABC's Modern Dating Show. Hey, let's take a minute and meet Clark Kent, star of Superman. Chief, believe me, you're in for a treat just as soon as Jimmy gets back here. Great Caesar's ghost, what's holding him up? You know I can't work without a good breakfast. Chief, Jimmy's bringing a box of Kellogg's Sugar Smacks. All the more reason for hurrying. Confounded, that boy knows I like those new Sugar Smacks. And he knows I do, too. And that's a cinch. Well, here I am. Young man, if you spill those new sugar smacks, you're fired. Golly, Chief, I hadn't opened up the box yet. But I'm going to now. Well, I guess we all agree on sugar smacks. Right. Folks, don't wait. Get Kellogg's new sugar smacks. They're better than ever. Puffs of wheat, sugar toasted, and... Candy sweet. You bet. Just get Kellogg's Sugar Smacks, brand new. A Northwest Mountie, and he's been trailing this desperate character for three years. And I'm tired. Well, it's him or me. Uh-oh. He's got an aching head, an upset stomach, and an empty gun. What you need is some Alka-Seltzer. You know what they always say. Yeah, a Mountie always gets his man. Oh, no. I mean about Alka-Seltzer. Relief is just a swallow away. Well. Down, 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 the stomach through. Round, 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 the system too. With Alka-Seltzer, they all... 
Yes, that relief-giving Alka-Seltzer. For that headache and upset feeling, take Alka-Seltzer. Relief is just a swallow away. Hi, kids. Look at some delicious magic with the extra-good chocolate-flavored syrup, Bosco. Now watch. Take ice cream, spoon on extra rich, extra thick, extra chocolatey Bosco syrup. There's the best chocolate flavor you ever tasted. More Bosco magic. Cake, ice cream, topped with extra thick, extra chocolatey Bosco syrup. Try it. Bosco also makes milk chocolatey delicious. Tell mom to get Bosco chocolate flavored syrup for you. Sing out. I love Bosco, it's rich in chocolate tea. Chocolate flavored Bosco is mighty good for me. Mama puts it in my milk for extra energy. Bosco gives me iron and sunshine vitamin D. Oh, I love Bosco, that's the drink for me. I'm a spaceman. The moon and sun and all the stars are great big to throw pop. I'm a princess. Yes, my lord, it's a party tonight. We'll have to do a pop. All the kids in the neighborhood say to do a pop. The triple good, triple good. And do you know why? Sure. Because one, there's good tasting hard candy outside. And two, there's a delicious center of Tootsie Roll inside. And three, only Tootsie Roll Pops is such fun to eat. That's why they're triple good. And don't forget Tootsie Roll Pops come in a party pack too. Ten Pops and assorted flavors. There's a game on the back that's lots of fun to do. All of the kids in the neighborhood say Tootsie Roll Pops are triple good. Triple good. You'll love Tootsie Roll Pops. Hi, I'm Mike Wallace with a sensational shortening discovery for better baking and frying. It's Procter & Gamble's Golden Fluffo, the first all-new shortening in 40 years. It's rich. Its color is golden yellow. And what a pie it makes. Richer looking, better tasting, more appetizing. But let's hear what Mrs. Thelma Styra, Indiana State Fair baking champion, had to say about Fluffo. I love Fluffo. It makes such a golden brown pie. Oh, man, that's some apple pie. Well, Mr. Wallace, that's a prettier pie than I ever baked with plain white shortening. And look how flaky it is. This yellow Fluffo is such a short shortening. Makes pie crust so rich. Like cooking champions, get richer looking, better tasting, more appetizing results in everything you bake or fry. Get golden Fluffo. The man around here, you can quote me on this. You hoo you hoo, it's Swiss cream sandwich for you hoo you hoo, and you hoo hoo hoo. A truly different cream sandwich, Swiss cream sandwich baked by Nabisco. The luscious, creamy fillings in a class by itself, no other like it. And these tempting vanilla cookies are so light they melt in your mouth. You hoo you hoo. It's 
Swiss cream sandwich for you. Say, it's time for my favorite dance team, so let's look. Ah, a box of matches and a pack of old gold cigarettes. That's all you need, my friend. And you're enjoying the smoothest, mildest, tastiest cigarette ever created. A treat instead of a treatment. That's old gold cigarettes. Made by tobacco men, not medicine men. To give you the cigarette that treats you better in every way. Because in every way, it's a better cigarette. Good, huh? Yes, for a treat instead of a treatment. Get a pack or get a carton of old gold cigarettes. Right now, this is Dennis James reminding you to keep smoking old gold cigarettes. Thanks. Attention. To help carry on our important work, I want you to join the secret squadron and wear this official badge and have this secret decoder. Following each week's adventure, I'll send an important secret message and only secret squadron members who have decoders can decode them. Also, later I'll tell you the simple rules for joining the secret squadron, but you must promise to do as I do. Keep yourself healthy and mentally alert and drink Ovaltine every day. It's the official drink of the Secret Squadron. We Secret Squadron members know chocolate-flavored Ovaltine helps give us what we need for rocket power. Yes, just as a rocket adds thrust during takeoff, Ovaltine can add the kind of nourishment so important for rocket power. We drink Ovaltine hot for breakfast. Mmm, good, too. And cold for lunch and between meal snacks. And hot again at bedtime to help keep us revved up with rocket power. Believe me, Ovaltine's got what it takes to help you be a leader in your gang. So drink instant Ovaltine every day. The Gemini Space Flights. The trips are long. The training is hard, like this spacewalk practice. But the astronauts do some things you do. In space, they drank Tang. They mixed it like this in a zero-G pouch, because with no gravity, it would fly all over. You don't have that problem. You can mix it in a glass. Up there, they have to drink it carefully, this way. You can drink it any way you like. Tang tastes orangey. Tastes great has lots of vitamins C and A. Tang, chosen for the Gemini astronauts. Have a blast. Have some Tang. This man just showered with a new kind of soap. New Life Boy Mint Refresher. A soap so loaded with mint, so tangy, so frosty, it drives wives wicked. Every bar of new Life Boy Mint Refresher contains the essence of 125 mint leaves. Soap has never smelled this good before, and neither have you. New Life Boy Mint Refresher drives wives wicked.
Okay, so when we broke, right? Let me adjust this. So when we broke, um, I was talking about, I got into the introduction to the whole De Beers thing. Um, and that's kind of what I want to talk about now because De Beers factors in heavily on with all of the other things that I've talked about so far during the course of the show. Um, the Beers is a huge reason why the dating scene and even relationships in general are so screwed right now because women are expecting something that I wouldn't say they don't deserve, but um, I think they think that they deserve it without having really worked for it. And it's because the the bears way back when convinced them that they deserve it without having to work for it. What do I mean? Well, back in the, I believe it was the 1940s, when the Beers first understood that they had this real golden goose coming up out of these mines um, with these little compressed pieces of coal, <laughs> cleared coal, they found something that people actually want. Now, I'm not going to knock anybody's hustle. If you find something that people want and you have an abundance of it, then just go back to my show about economics for economics from somebody who never took an economics class. Go back to that. That's on my sound cloud. Go listen to it. Um, I'm not going to go, you know, I'm not going to go too far into that. But they found something, and they found something that people wanted, and they had an abundance of. And they convinced people that, they convinced people that this is, if, if you want that woman to love you, you will get them this piece of com clear compressed carbon. And it got to the point where they would say they would they wouldn't say it outright but what they try to make known is that if what they try to make known to women is that if your man doesn't get you this he doesn't love you or if there's if your man doesn't get you this he, there's something wrong with him as a man and they even the the thing even came out where a man's supposed to spend like two months paycheck on this compressed piece of carbon in order to prove to you in order to win you as a prize as it were now again 1940s end of world war ii we've already been through world war one we just got out of world war ii um about to go into korea but there's a man shortage because Tens of thousands of American men died on the battlefield. Men that didn't come back. Women didn't have to go. So women were back in the country in relative safety. Men went out and died. And now there's a there's now there's an imbalance with uh, men and women. So the beer is coming along and ignoring this fact, saying that if this man, this in order to win you, this man needs to give you this piece of compressed carbon um, and spend too much paycheck on it in order to win you as a prize. And remember what I said in the previous show about the prize, right? If anybody can get their hands on this thing that it's not a prize, it's a sweepstakes or it's a giveaway. It's not a prize. So the beers, the, the beers ignored this. Either they ignored this or they didn't think about it and it fell through the cracks. Now, Women are going around thinking that because, and again, not every woman, this is just, it's a generalization. Modern women are going around thinking that if a man doesn't want to spend 
two months' pay on a piece of compressed carbon to win something that literally anybody can, literally anybody can have one. It's like an F one fifty, right? Are you going to um, are you going to think of an F one fifty as the pinnacle of automotive ownership? No. Why? Because it is the most abundant truck in America. So you're not going to see this as a pinnacle of automotive ownership. You're not going to look at this F-150 and say, damn it, I made it as a person because I own this. A Ferrari, yes. A Lamborghini, yes. Rolls-Royce, yes. Especially a Rolls-Royce because you have to custom make that, and it it takes some of the finest people. But I'm not even going to get into that. <laughs> but a Rolls-Royce, yes. An F-150, no. An F-150 is just an F-150. You got it as a man. You got to kind of look at a woman the same way. Why? Because women outnumber men. So again, that being the case, you are now the prize. And uh, but since this campaign hasn't been flipped, then modern women are walking around thinking that they are supposed to be worthy of this. And in order to be worthy of this, they have to think of. And again, it's coming in two weeks. So I'm talking about full royalty. Um, they're walking around thinking that there's some kind, there's some kind of royalty, and that again, if you go back to the whole cheesecake incident, if you go back to Sniper Wolf, if you go back to any of these other women elsewhere on TikTok and Facebook, and you see what they talk about and how they conduct themselves in these videos, um, you kind of understand that they suffer from this syndrome. And most of it is fueled by the fact that they've been convinced by De Beers and others. I'm talking Cosmo and Mademoiselle and Elle magazine and all these other magazines, feminist publications, along with De Beers, that because they are women and only because they are women, that they are deserving of this and is not true. Again, like I said in my last I think I said it in my last show, last or two shows ago, but I said nobody deserves anything just because of what they are. That's why we got rid of affirmative action, because you don't deserve a job just because of who you are or what you are. You don't deserve a seat in a university just because of who or what you are. You have, you have to earn that. Everything in this world is earned. It doesn't matter if you live in the United States. Germany, Sweden, Croatia, Thailand, Mozambique, we don't care. If you're going to have it, you have to earn it. If you didn't earn it, you're not going to appreciate it. And this is the problem. This is another problem. This is another problem why the divorce rate is so high. And I'm not going to get into this again. I'll schedule this show a little bit out. But it's because um, women think that women, things come so easy to women that they just don't, the modern woman just doesn't appreciate what she has. So. Again, this is why this is again why 85% of divorces are initiated by women, and the women come back in their late 40s and stuff, talking about how the biggest mistake was divorcing their husband because when they divorced their husband, they didn't realize that they had a provider and protector. What they wanted was they wanted something that was out there that wasn't him. They probably offered something else. So she went and she divorced him, thinking that he's holding her back from something. And then when she goes to what she thinks he's holding her back from and then realizes that the grass isn't always greener and now the damage is done because the divorce is done, then um, then she comes back and now she's sad because she lost that and then she lost what it was she 
she went after. And it was because she didn't appreciate what she had because it came so easy to her that she didn't appreciate it. If she had to work for it, oh, she, you best believe she would appreciate it. The, um, the longest lasting marriages happen when women felt like they had to earn the, um, earn the attention of the person that they liked and the person that they want to be with. She has to earn that attention. And um, once that, once she had to do that, she had to clear that hurdle, then she appreciated the man that she got because she realized that he was, he was this provi- provider protector, which is why she worked so hard to get him to begin with. Now she has him. She's not going to let him go. When things come easy to certain women, they're just not going to appreciate it. And when that happens, and no fault divorce takes hold. Like I made another comment on a on a Facebook post. They said, "Why is the divorce rate so high?" I said three words: no fault divorce. No fault divorce enables people who don't appreciate what they have to get out of it, and then wreck their lives looking for something that they're never going to find. And then when um and then when the chickens come home to roost, they realize that what they had is actually what they wanted, but it's too late now. They already got rid of it. So, so yeah, there's that. Um. The Beers had a big hand in that because the Beers, again, was tried their best to convince men to give this to give this piece of compressed carbon that they're selling them for thousands of dollars. And again, I'm gonna tell you. I said it, I said in my show notes that it's a scam. I'm gonna show you why. I'm gonna tell you why it's a scam. But um, the Beers had um, the Beers had convinced men. And I'm going to just do something here real quick. Um, I leave me alone. I'm like in the middle of a show. <laughs> um, my daughter's calling, so, but I can't, I'll call her back in the next break. Um, but the Beers had been, did their best to convince men to give a woman this piece of compressed carbon that they're going to sell them for thousands of dollars to give this to this woman just because she's a woman. And when, again, when these come that easy, they don't appreciate it. And again, why do I say that's a scam? Because they're charging you X, Y, Z thousands of dollars for something that you cannot sell for that price. You just you just can't do it. When, again, go back to my show on SoundCloud, or even go back to the show here, another economics class for somebody who never took an economics class. Listen to that one, too. But um, the resale value on a diamond is abysmal. And the reason why is because... When outside of the seller, the um, the initial point seller selling it to the initial point buyer, outside of that, there's no intrinsic value. You can't sell it. You can't sell it to another person for what you bought it for. And if you think you can, try taking it to a pawn shop and see and see what they're going to offer you for it. Try taking it to a private buyer and see what they're going to offer you for it. But yet you're supposed to spend two months paycheck, two months pay on this thing. And then when it comes time to have it appraised, it doesn't appraise for what you it doesn't appraise for what you bought it for. Now I get it. Nothing appraises for what you bought it for. However, the resale, the depreciation value on a gee whiz, how much in the anyway, USC swing. Um the the resale value, the depreciation, the subsequent resale value on a diamond is more horrendous than any POS vehicle that you can ever buy so again you want a safe investment um yes a house yes bonds yes t-bills yes stocks diamonds no diamonds are just 
Diamonds are junk. All they are just pieces of compressed carbon. Um, and people will say, well, you're, you say that just because, no, is because I, I studied this. My sister was a jeweler for years and years and years, and it's just something that I observed from just from watching her do her thing. It was just an observation that I had made, and the observation was consistent throughout the years that she that she did this. So again, now I got to call her, and we're gonna take this call. Hang on, see if I remember how to do this. Uh, so mouse works. Hi, you're on the air with ABC. Okay, so you're talking Hello. about the bears. Yeah, can you hear me or what? I can now, yes. Okay. So you're saying that the bears started the tradition of, of a man bending down and giving his fiance um, an engagement, um, a wedding ring? Or an engagement ring? No, 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 no. What I'm saying is that they didn't start that tradition. What they, because men have, well, and it depends on the type of marriage we're talking about. But in Western society, men, men have been proposing to women for, for years and years and years. No, what they started was they started giving the diamond ring as an engagement ring. And before that even happened, men would give other things as gifts, like boundaries and things like that. But the beers started the whole, a diamond is for everything. Oh, all and, right. Um, even picked up so they just changed the, um, yeah, they just changed the object into a nice shiny yeah. form. Huh. Can I just say it again? I so said they just changed the object of one's affection into a nice shiny form and made it into a ritual. Yeah, that they did. And when and my whole point is, um, because they did that, and it's not it's not even the fact that they did that. What they did was they convinced men that the only way they can really win a prize that is a woman is by doing this. And men have taken this and they ran with this to the point where now there are women out there. And again, it's just a generalization. I'm saying all women, but there are women out there that believe that unless a man is willing to put out two months of pay to get this tiny little piece of compressed carbon, um, that they're not worthy of them as a prize and not even realizing that they're not really a prize because uh, women outnumber men in society. Men are actually in the minority. You understand? Well, I think you can make a general, the generalization of at least uh, 95 to 98 percent of women expect it. And yeah, and that's been a um, that's been, that's because of the conditioning uh, that's been handed down by both men and women. Fathers shouldn't teach their daughters that they're princesses. Uh, they should teach their daughters that you are a um, a human being and you have to earn your way outside of this house, um, especially because of the feminist that's movement. Freaking... And yeah. do- and uh, mother, huh? No, I'm saying I was agreeing with you because that's something I'm going to talk about in a couple of weeks when I talk about full, roy- uh, full royalty. Yeah, and the mothers, they, um, you know, they believe in that too. I was, I was watching a video. Um, it was by, uh, yeah, it was by Leah Remini. Um, if you remember her, she was one of the stars of the King of Queens. 
so she brought on right. on um, on air uh, her um, a YouTube about her reality, about her life, and either her or one of her friends or sisters or one of her relatives was saying that she was training her daughter that no man is worthy of her. Now, this is the mother setting up training her daughter in the dating. Now she. With and heaven forbid, like I was talking about earlier in my show, and um, I'll let you I'll let you finish your point. But earlier in my show, I was talking about women on social media and how um, there are just men that are willing, that are more than willing, to um, falsely prop these women up by saying, "Oh, you're beautiful, you're this and you're that," without even really knowing them. Now, take someone like Leia Ramini's daughter who comes out of the gate thinking that no man is worthy of her. Then she gets on social media where men heap praises upon her. What kind of mentality is she going to take into a dating situation? She's going to think, well, she's, she's already thinking that she's entitled. She's thinking she's a princess. She's already thinking that any man who comes to approach her, even if she likes him, She's not going to show him that she likes him right away because she doesn't want to throw herself at him, quote, unquote. And she has to make the man work for her because she's a princess. This sense of entitlement that modern women have, which is very deleterious to the, um, to the dating game, deleterious to their affections, deleterious to men. And the reason why men accept it is because we're conditioned to be gentlemen and, most importantly, we believe the lie that it's because you carry around a uterus, you are virtuous. That, I think, right. is the biggest lie and the biggest reason why men are the way that they are. We've been conditioned to believe that. Therefore, since you're so virtuous, you know, any lie that you tell probably has a good reason for it. You won't tell a big lie. And it's my fault if you're disappointed or frustrated, and it goes all the way down the line. Men have to wake up and realize that women are just human beings, and unless they can actually provide, bring something worthwhile to the table, they're not worthwhile at all unless you want kids. And even then, you better show that you're a good mother. Exactly. And this is why... um, I wrote what I wrote on my Facebook is because, and I wrote, and I, I don't know if you heard from the beginning of the show, but I talked about what I wrote and I posted um, that women, modern women, have spent so much time chasing a degree and then chasing that career that they've totally neglected learning how to make a home life or how to make how to make a home because they were doing that, and because of it, men are passing them up for women that do, and so now later on in life they are wondering why it is that they're 40, 45 years old and they can't find that provider-protector man, even though that provider-protector man is going going for women in their 30s, even though they're like in their 40s, 45. They're going for women in their 30s. And they don't even have that degree. They work at like, they work at fast food chains and they work at at, um, at department stores and things like that. But it's because they, it's because they, for some reason, usually begins at home. Um, and I'm going to put you on hold because I'm going to go on a break after this. But because, um, but because they've learned, I'm that already learned on hold. How to, I already put myself uh, on mute. Usually from their mom and with their dad in the house. 
um, because they they grew up in that dynamic, they've learned that. And so they have an easier time getting that man when they're 25, 30 years old. And again, if they're in that family mindset, they're going to learn how to keep that man, especially if they had to, especially if they like him and had to work to get him. Like I said earlier on in the segment, a woman who doesn't have to work for the men like a lot of modern women do, um, but a woman that doesn't have to work for the men like a lot of modern women do, um, they don't appreciate the man that comes by, so they, they usually ended up rejecting good men, nice men, or whatever, just because they're good or they're nice. And later on in life, now they're wondering where all the nice men are. And again, um, like my last caller said, men, we have to wake up because we have to realize, like I've been saying in the last three shows now, that we're in the minority and that when women should be chasing us because we are in the minority, because there are much many more of them than there are of us. So we have the options. So men, wake up, um, stop pandering to what you hear that you need to be or you need to do because there's no feminist publication, no magazine, there's no there's no online article, there's nothing that can tell you how to be how to be masculine, a man, because really what you need is just to be that provider and protector. And all this other stuff that they say men need to be that causes you to second guess yourself is all just smoke and fluff and smoke and mirrors and fluff. So I'm going to take a break. And then when I come back, um, we're going to finish this discussion on um, how the dating world is just has been really screwed. So we'll take a break and then we'll come back. You're listening to ABC's Modern Dating Show. Hey, let's take a minute and meet Clark Kent. You're a Superman. Chief, believe me, you're in for a treat just as soon as Jimmy gets back here. Great Caesar's ghost. What's holding him up? You know I can't work without a good breakfast. Chief, Jimmy's bringing a box of Kellogg's sugar smacks. All the more reason for hurrying. Confound it, that boy knows I like those new sugar smacks. And he knows I do, too. And that's a cinch. Well, here I am. Young man, if you spill those new sugar smacks, you're fired. Golly, Chief, I hadn't opened up the box yet. But I'm going to now. Well, I guess we all agree on sugar smacks. Right. Folks, don't wait. Get Kellogg's new sugar smacks. They're better than ever. Puffs of wheat, sugar toasted, and candy sweet. You bet. Just yet. Kellogg's Sugar Smacks, brand new. A Northwest Mountie, and he's been trailing this desperate character for three years. And I'm tired. Well, it's him or me. Uh-oh. He's got an aching head, an upset stomach, and an empty gun. What you need is some Alka-Seltzer. You know what they always say. Yeah, a Mountie always gets his man. Oh, no. I mean about Alka-Seltzer. Relief is just a swallow away. Well. Down, 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 the stomach through. Round, 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 the system too. With Alka-Seltzer, they always say. Relief is just a swallow away. Bless that relief-giving Alka-Seltzer. For that headache and upset feeling, take Alka-Seltzer. Relief is just a swallow away. Hi, kids. Look at some delicious magic with the extra good chocolate-flavored syrup. 
Bosco. Now watch. Take ice cream, spoon on extra rich, extra thick, extra chocolatey Bosco syrup. There's the best chocolate flavor you ever tasted. More Bosco magic. Cake, ice cream, topped with extra thick, extra chocolatey Bosco syrup. Try it. Bosco also makes milk chocolatey delicious. Tell mom to get Bosco chocolate flavored syrup for you. Sing out. I love Bosco. It's rich in chocolate tea. Chocolate flavored Bosco is mighty good for me. Mama puts it in my milk for extra energy. Bosco gives me iron and sunshine vitamin D. Oh, I love Bosco. That's the drink for me. I'm a spaceman. The moon and sun and all the stars are great big to drop up. I'm a princess. Yes, my lord, it's a party tonight. We'll have to do a pop. All the kids in the neighborhood say to do a pop. The triple good, triple good. And do you know why? Sure. Because one, there's good tasting hard candy outside. And two, there's a delicious center of Tootsie Roll inside. And three, only Tootsie Roll Pops are such fun to eat. That's why they're triple good. And don't forget Tootsie Roll Pops come in a party pack, too. Ten Pops in assorted flavors. There's a game on the back that's lots of fun to do. All of the kids in the neighborhood say Tootsie Roll Pops are triple good. Triple good. You'll love Tootsie Roll Pops. Hi, I'm Mike Wallace with a sensational shortening discovery for better baking and frying. It's Procter & Gamble's Golden Fluffo, the first all-new shortening in 40 years. It's rich. Its color is golden yellow. And what a pie it makes. Richer looking, better tasting, more appetizing. But let's hear what Mrs. Thelma Styra, Indiana State Fair baking champion, had to say about Fluffo. I love Fluffo. It makes such a golden brown pie. Oh, man, that's some apple pie. Well, Mr. Wallace, that's a prettier pie than I ever baked with plain white shortening. And look how flaky it is. This yellow Fluffo is such a short shortening. Makes pie crust so rich. Like cooking champions, get richer looking, better tasting, more appetizing results in everything you bake or fry. Get golden Fluffo. Sandwich, Swiss Cream Sandwich, baked by Nabisco. The luscious, creamy fillings in a class by itself. No other like it. And these tempting vanilla cookies are so light, they melt in your mouth. Yoo-hoo-hoo, yoo-hoo. It's Swiss Cream Sandwich. Oh, yoo-hoo-hoo, yoo-hoo. And yoo-hoo-hoo, yoo-hoo. Swiss Cream Sandwich. Say, it's time for my favorite dance team, so let's look.
of matches and a pack of old gold cigarettes. That's all you need, my friend. And you're enjoying the smoothest, mildest, tastiest cigarette ever created. A treat instead of a treatment. That's old gold cigarettes. Made by tobacco men, not medicine men. To give you the cigarette that treats you better in every way. Because in every way, it's a better cigarette. Good, huh? Yes, for a treat instead of a treatment. Get a pack or get a carton of old gold cigarettes. Right now, this is Dennis James reminding you to keep smoking old gold cigarettes. Thanks. Attention. To help carry on our important work, I want you to join the secret squadron and wear this official badge and have this secret decoder. Following each week's adventure, I'll send an important secret message, and only secret squadron members who have decoders can decode them. Also, later I'll tell you the simple rules for joining the secret squadron, but you must promise to do as I do. Keep yourself healthy and mentally alert, and drink Ovaltine every day. It's the official drink of the secret squadron. We secret squadron members know chocolate-flavored Ovaltine helps give us what we need for rocket power. Just as a rocket adds thrust during takeoff, Ovaltine can add the kind of nourishment so important for rocket power. We drink Ovaltine hot for breakfast. Mmm, good, too. And cold for lunch and between meal snacks. And hot again at bedtime to help keep us revved up with rocket power. Believe me, Ovaltine's got what it takes to help you be a leader in your gang. So drink instant Ovaltine every day. The Gemini space flights. The trips are long. The training is hard, like this spacewalk practice. But the astronauts do some things you do. In space, they drank Tang. They mixed it like this in a zero-G pouch, because with no gravity, it would fly all over. You don't have that problem. You can mix it in a glass. Up there, they have to drink it carefully, this way. You can drink it any way you like. Tang tastes orangey. Tastes great. Has lots of vitamins C and A. Tang, chosen for the Gemini astronauts. Have a blast. Have some tank. This man just showered with a new kind of soap. New Life Boy Mint Refresher. A soap so loaded with mint, so tangy, so frosty, it drives wives wicked. Every bar of new Life Boy Mint Refresher contains the essence of 125 mint leaves. Soap has never smelled this good before, and neither have you. New Life Boy Mint Refresher drives wives wicked. Um, I was talking to I was talking to my caller. He he's still here, and I'm going to bring him on in a little bit to um, see if he has any final thoughts. But you know, he raised a, he raised an interesting point about Leiramini's daughter, and again, 
going back to the beginning of the show, um, you have to you the point was raised, and it's a very good point because again we are we're walking around teaching our daughters that they're princesses and things like that, and um, again, Lairamini is teaching her daughter that she's a, no no man is worthy of her, um, inflating her head with that, and then she gets on social media and. You know, we have all these guys throwing her attention um, on every on every post and every picture that she posts that inflates her head. And then again, when she gets into the dating market, and I ask the question: When she gets into the dating market, what kind of mentality as is she bringing to the dating market? And again, tying this into the whole tying this into the whole sniper wolf thing, um, is the mentality of a lot of modern women and guys. This is the minefield that we have to navigate, which is why you have to be especially careful and vet, 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 vet. A lot of a lot of guys are just going out again because we're conditioned to think that, you know, a cute woman or whatever is some kind of prize to be won. And we're conditioned to think that when there's nothing that can be further from the truth. Um you have options. You don't have to jump on the first thing just because you think that she's a prize. I don't know if you, if you go back to a, a previous show when I talked about how um, when I read this article about oh no 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 I didn't post that. That's right, I didn't post that. Well, I was gonna I did a show and I ended up not posting it because there was audio problems. But it was about passport bros, and I'm gonna do that show again. But it's about passport bros and why some passport bros are in a in for a world of heartache because they're going, they're getting these women from overseas. And I get it. There are a lot of, you know, there are a lot of traditional women overseas. And this is why a lot of Western men are going for these more traditional women because they're done with Western women. And I made the I made the observation that the divorce rate's only 20% among these relationships. However, it's rife with fraud where women, especially overseas women wanting to come to the United States, understand that United States citizenship is a highly sought after commodity and that um, if they can just find a way to get citizenship, then that's their mission, independent of any kind of uh, marriage prospects or whatever. They're just going to come for the citizenship. And in 1994, Bill Clinton signed the Violence Against Women Act that afforded them, if they are the unscrupulous woman, it afforded them the opportunity to um, pitch themselves to one of these passport bros, come back to America, claim abuse or whatever under the Violence Against Women Act, and then that's their fast track to citizenship. And a lot of women started understanding this, and this is why a lot of passport bros are going, getting these women, coming back, and then finding out that this is what this woman actually wants. And so, um, and I made the uh, I made the observation because I read from a article about a guy that this happened to, and the reason why this happened to this guy was because it was because of his mentality that he thought he had won the lottery with this woman, and in doing and thinking so, he ignored every red flag that was listed. <laughs> That wasn't listed, but if you read the article, you can see the red flags in this woman that he that this dude absolutely passed up because he thought erroneously that he had won some sort of prize. Well, I'm going to bring my last caller back and see if um, he has any last thoughts before uh, before you go ahead and close the show. Up. Uh, hey, back on with yeah. Um... Uh, 
20 minutes you have left. Uh, let's see, about 20 or so. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, so far I have to agree with everything that you that you've been saying, um, except for one thing. When you say that, I don't know if men are in the minority numerically, but even if they are, that plus the reason of the sense of entitlement that women have, um, they they're ruining their own. Uh, their own futures, uh, and they're not going to—they're not going to come after men simply because, if it's true that men are in the minority numerically, because they're still going to be looking for men who are making more money and have more status than they do. After they find out that um, even if men were in the majority, if the increase and the trajectory for women getting college degrees and getting more money was on the rise. They would still feel that way, and they would still still reject men unless that man made more money and had more status. So that's the only thing that I disagree with you on. And for you to play those um, 1950s commercials, um, I haven't heard them in a long time. Uh, um, it brings me back to George Reeves, who, who was the best Superman that I've ever seen. <laughs> Christopher Reeve was okay, but George Reeves was better, um, in my opinion. Yes. Um, and I thank you for your comments. Um, you're you're great. You can, you're welcome on my show whenever whenever I'm on the air. Usually on Saturdays, uh, Saturday afternoon, Pacific time. But yeah, absolutely, to come back and uh, drop some more thoughts. All right. It was great talking to you. All right. Take care. Bye bye. You too. Um, but yeah, he's right, and um, I can understand what he's saying. With his, I can understand what he's saying with his disagreement, um, and he does. He did have a solid point there because hypergamy is ab- absolutely a thing. And um, I haven't hit the whole hypergamy thing about how women, even though, um, even though, if well, even if men were in the majority, um, women would still pick the um, women would still pick the higher earning, higher status man. And this is absolutely true. And it would be, the fact would be exacerbated if men were in the, if men were in the majority, which according to the last U.S. census, we're not. But um, if men were seriously in the majority, I'm talking like 51, 49 or something like, or something like that. Or even if the, if it was flipped, and it was 50, 50.4% men to 49.6% women, um, the, the problem of hypergamy would be absolutely exacerbated because women would have more options. So there would be a whole lot of lesser earning guys. He has That is a very solid point that he brought up, and he's absolutely right about that. So I'm not going to take that away from him because he's absolutely right. My point, and again, I'll talk about this when I, when I get into um, a segment of hypergamy. I'm not going to do it on this show. But um, not this particular show, but I'll I'll, I'll I'll talk about it eventually. The hypergamy thing, because hypergamy is an absolute is an absolute deal breaker. Should be an absolute deal breaker. But um, when men are the minority, even a slight minority like we are, and women still act like they go around and having choices, and they're wondering why at forty at 40, 45, and 50 years old, why they can't find a man is because they, first of all, there's a shortage of men, but they didn't realize that there was a shortage of men back when they were dating. And so when they, um, and so 
when they were rejecting these guys and rejecting these guys, rejecting these guys, and all in hopes of a man who literally is what 0.05 percent of the male population in this country, and that's not even that's even counting like men that are married and men that aren't even dating. So that's all men. So that 0.5 like 0.5 percent of the population are those. Um, six-figure earners, those six feet tall, everything that they listed that they wanted, um, that's only a very, very, very minute portion of the population. And I think I said on a prior show that um, when women find that, especially on like Tinder or Bumble or something, and they swipe right, I'm not sure if they quite realize that, yeah, even though they swipe right, 20 or 30 other women probably swiped right on that too because it's what they want as well. So they're in competition with 20 or 30 other women. That means that there's this pack of penguins out there that are vying for their attention. And any guy who sees all of these women that swipe right on him and he has to choose, what does this one woman, any of them, on an individual basis – what do they have that makes them stand out? And the almost universal answer, not completely universal, but the almost universal answer when you're asked, when they, no, when they are asked, what are you bringing to the table? Because I did a show on this already. It's called, what are you bringing to the table? When they're asked what they're bringing to the table, they say me. Now, again, going back to the words I spoke in my last, I think it was the last show. What do you bring it to the table? But um, calling back those words, I'm like, if, okay, so you're bringing you to the table. Let me ask you something. Is my name going to be elevated just by my association with you? If my, if my association with you elevates my name somehow, then, okay, I can understand you bringing you to the table. Nine and a half times out of every ten, my name will not be elevated by being associated with you. And I would also go so far as to say, and people may disagree with this, and that's fine, but I would go so far as to say that with a lot of women, because of what they've done on social media and because of what's out there on the Internet, because remember, when you put something out on the Internet, especially a video clip, it's out there, and you'll never be able to retract that. So you got to be careful with as a, just as a person. I'm not even going to say as a woman. As a person, because a lot of men do it too. But um, men don't do it to the extremes that women do it. But you gotta, you got to um, be careful what you put out there because, again, what you put out there is going to determine your name. And if if me being associated with you brings my name down because of the things that people know you did on the internet because of everything that you know, like Sniper Wolf. People people who associated, who collabed with Sniper Wolf found themselves in a world of hurt on YouTube. And everybody who ever let me get a sip of this real quick. Mm, that's good. People who have associated with Sniper Wolf found themselves in a bad way. Because Sniper Wolf, long before this thing was Jack's films ever jumped off, Sniper Wolf did a series of things that wrecked her reputation on YouTube. And when you wreck your reputation on YouTube, that shit is global, okay? It's global. And now that people know that you're doing what you're doing, when you collab, when you collab with this person and your name gets a link with them, it brings you down. And 
I would venture to say that a lot of women on the dating market have these things, maybe not to the extreme, but, huh, my son came to visit. He's three years old. His name is Evan. Hey, Evan. Want to say hi? Hi. Hi. <laughs> so, uh, mommy has a phone. My phone is here, but it's, it's what's it called? It's, let's turn it off right now. Um, but what I'm saying is, because um, because she did what she did on the internet, that me, if my name is linked with her and it brings my name down, then her saying that I'm bringing me to the relationship is is a big. It's not even a nothing burger. It's a negative burger. <laughs> it's beyond nothing. It's below nothing. It's negative. So again, men. Vetting, 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 vetting. You have to vet. You have to vet twice. You have to vet three times. And like I said, in a, on, oh no, I said that in the show that I didn't. I said this in the show that in the show that I didn't publish about passport bros, because where passport bros go wrong is that they um is that they go over to these countries and they're only there for a week or two weeks and there's no real way you can vet a woman for these traits in a week or two weeks. So vet, 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 and then vet some more and then vet again. And again, when we talk about, um, when we talk about navigating this field of women who have this mentality, then it's easier if you take your time. Like you ask anybody who's ever worked as a minesweeper, um, how they, how they navigated the minefield and they will say very slowly and carefully, it's the same thing. You got to navigate this dating. You got to navigate this dating thing slowly and carefully. And if it takes you a year to vet a woman, then it takes you a year. Fine. If you vet this woman for a year and you still don't really see any red flags, um, then chances are there probably aren't any if you vet her for a year. But you're not going to pick up the red flag in like a week or, or a week or two weeks, right? So that so yeah, that's the whole thing. Um, again. We have these women that are bringing this um, that are bringing this mentality to the dating field, and it really it, it it sucks for men, and it sucks for men because a lot of us has been have been snowed. And again, I'm going to do a show on this coming in the future. I got to schedule it, but a lot of men have been snowed into thinking that women are the prize, and they're literally not. They're literally not. But again, um, and even the Bible says that you know he find the Lord find the I mean, you find a wife, find a good thing, and find safer with the Lord. However, that was written at a point where there was still parity between men and women. Now that there's a slight shortage in, um, there's like there's a slight imbalance in the population of men and women. I think if I, my speculation in it is that if the Bible were written today, it would be flipped. A woman to find a husband, find a good thing, and find favor with the Lord because. A good husband now is rare. That provider, that provider protector is rare, and provider protector is rare because we have a society of single mothers that have ruined men. That have ruined men because of the crappy way they raised them. And you know, I'm sorry who that if that offends who that offends, but it's true. Chances are, if you raised by if you were raised by a single mother, you are in no way, shape, or form prepared prepared for a relationship because there's an imbalance in the energies that that were used to shape your psyche again 
um, yin and yang. Masculine, feminine energy needs a masculine energy. And when you're raised by a woman who's in her masculine and you are a man trying to figure out your masculine without the man who's the masculine, without the man, the man with the masculine being present, it's very confusing. And you know, this is why a lot of men who have been raised by single mothers end up on a little bit of on a little bit of screwed upside because again and again the statistics are there. They're more likely to end up in jail. They're more likely to end up uh dropping out of school and having premarital premarital having a lot of premarital sex and babies, a lot of wedlock and things like this. It's, it's a, if you were raised in a two parent household, statistically speaking, I'm not saying that you know, I'm not impressing my version of the truth out there. I'm just saying statistically speaking um, if you were raised in a two-parent household, then you're generally more well-adjusted and ready to um, take on, despite what the Facebook post said about your expectations of women. Again, I said earlier in the show that um, your expectations will be your expectations. But as long as you understand that um, you as a man have expectations placed upon you as being in your masculine energy as being that provider protector, then you expecting a woman to be in her feminine and, and to make that home, then that's a decent, reasonable expectation. Whereas if you're a man in your feminine and you're expecting a woman in your feminine and that whole thing is just gets, it gets really muddy really fast. So that's, that's what, um, that's, Three quarters of what the hell is wrong with the with the dating with the dating scene now, um, and again, it's indicative in what happened with Sniper Wolf because Sniper Wolf is the story is the story of a lot of um, a lot of modern women out there, and modern women have been shaped historically by this is where I, this is where I wrap the entire show up in this. Modern women have been historically shaped by things like De Beers saying that if a man's not spending a crap ton of money on this piece of compressed clear carbon, then he's not worthy of you. And they didn't say that directly, but the implications of their ad campaigns throughout the years have amounted to this. Um, then you have jewelry companies like Casey. Hey, every kiss begins with okay, all this other stupidness, and then um, and then you have feminist magazines and things like that talking about how women don't need men and men have to bring men have to bring this and this and this and this and this and this and this to the table, which inflates all of their expectations. And then when they realize that um, it's time to get back into the dating market, and they realize they sit down across from men and realize that it's not really what men wanted. And they don't have any of the traits now because they've been so stuck in all these other things. Then they wonder why men pass them up. And it's like, well, because you're not bringing what I want. Yeah, you may have read all of these things. You may have been told all of these things in the media. But um, it's it's not what we want. It's not what I want. It's not what I'm looking for as a provider protector. I'm just looking for somebody to come build a home. You can't build a home because you've been so busy chasing a career and success that learning how to build a home had went by the wayside. Um, again, all of these things can be, and again, uh, I'm not saying that De Beers started this, um, but they didn't help. Men have been proposing to women for eons, right? Ever since. 
ever since they say what they say, uh, cavemen will like club women over the head. Don't really know if that's true, but I think it's really funny. Um, but since then, right, men have been men have been finding out a way to hitch themselves hitch themselves to a woman and start a family and propagate the and propagate the Earth's populations, populate the Earth's generations. But it went awry when um, the beers came out, and in order to sell their wares, they had convinced men that in order to get a prize, the prize called a woman, that they have to have their product, and only their product. Well, not well. Yeah, they gave the impression that only their product would facilitate the happily ever after, and this is what women have come to expect out of men, out of relationships. And they expect it to come easy. They expect the men to provide it all. And all they need to do is bring themselves. And as a matter of fact, they, there are different feminist publications that say, oh, you men should just accept women as they are. If they're overweight and they don't like you, it's because they're fatphobic. Or if, um, or if they have any preferences about height or anything like that, even though women have their preferences on height, right? But if they have any preferences on man's height or I mean, woman's height or how many people she slept with or whatever, that's because they're, they're misogynist, they're sexist, they're gynophobes or whatever. And so women, again, um, they're, they're put in a position where they expect things to come early. I mean, not early, but they expect things to come easy. And when I, like I said in the beginning of the show, when things come easy, you don't appreciate it. And because they don't appreciate it, the divorce rate is high. And because the divorce rate is high, the number of older women that are entering the dating market is astronomical. And be, and they're wondering why um, why men don't are passing them up is because a they already have that baggage of having an ex-husband in divorce and probably some kids. B they're most likely overweight because of the statistic I went over earlier in the show. Um, C because um, things came too easy for him. And this is where I circle back to the Cheesecake Factory incident because that woman embodies all of that. So go look at the Cheesecake Factory. Um, if you want, check out what happened to Sniper Wolf, and then you'll see everything I'm talking about that's embodied in those individuals. That's it. Thanks for listening. Um, next week, I Saturday again, and we're going to talk about upbringings and how you can determine the um, how you can determine how I wouldn't say worthy, but if somebody's well adjusted just by their upbringing, and if they had two parents in a home, or if they only if they were raised by a single father or a single mother, because I made a Facebook post, I made a Facebook post, and that and I'll go over that next week. But thanks for listening. I'm out of time. Um, catch me next Saturday when we do this again. Um, and call in with your questions, comments, and concerns. I'm out. Um, yeah, we'll do this. ABC. Make the world a better place.